shut the fuck up. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hello, Larry. It's episode 87. Yo, Darren, I think we need to rename this thing the fortnightly Planet Rage. Fortnightly. No, we're going to do it every night. That's going to be the are new we? thing. Oh, my God. All right. We got, people are like, we haven't done a show in three weeks. I'm like, you need a new calendar. Maybe you're going on uh, some other system. Uh, we only missed one show, but it's good to be missed. It's good to be missed. Indeed, indeed. They how say, do things go? How's, how's, the, how's the root canal, the eye? How do, how do, how's they, it going? They say absence makes the heart grow fonder and all. Uh, yeah. The root canal seems good. There is now the medication in there. So I got to go back in like two weeks, but that's on a Tuesday, I believe. So yay. And um, that will be the finishing of the root canal redo. And then I have to go to the dentist for them to, I'm assuming that this, it's just a temporary anyway. So I'm going to need to get the permanent crown, but at the very least, I think a new temporary crown to uh, last me through the end of the year. Cause even though this guy made it really well, and I think it's acrylic or whatever they make these things out of. Uh, after you yank it off a few times, it's probably not going to be the sturdiest of things. And uh, the eye's still good. He just wants to watch because they're the oil that's been in the eye gets on the cornea, and he's like, "Well, it's starting to do a little corneal scarring. So if we get Ooh. you know more vision back in, then you might have to get a cornea. You know, you don't want to really mess with the transplants and all of that. So uh, we go back and see him in another three months, but it's otherwise the eye." that I still need to see right now that yeah. was completely stable. He's like, if it was just based on that, he's like, I'd have you back on a uh, six month okay. schedule, which is good. Okay, good. Because the good. whole thing, you know, needles in the eye, it's like, sure. You know, I don't care. The eye that's already been screwed up since, uh, since right before Donald Trump was elected president. That's how long we're going on for that mm. one. It's kind of like whatever you got to do. I don't care. Yeah. I'm not going to be squeamish about any, you know, there's really, it's a roll of the dice. And if it doesn't work, well, then we're kind of left where we are now. So could be worse, but uh, could be worse. Could be better, but could be worse here in uh, Chicago this weekend. 33 shot. Oh boy. 33. There's that number. Mm-hmm. Six fatally. Okay. Which is All about right. average, I guess. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> could definitely be worse. <laughs> I mean, it could be better. Could yeah. be worse. We're back into a hot. This is going to be another hot week. So I'm guessing maybe uh, next Monday we'll have a higher number, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see. How are things in the undisclosed location where you now are <laughs> that is not Kami Fornia? It is not Kami Fornia. I don't know why I'm playing this mystery thing, but it's just kind of fun. You know, CSB asked me where I was. I said, I could tell you, but if I did, I'd have to kill you. 
Well, so. yeah, well, especially with CSB, because <laughs> he will not tell anybody where he is, so he should understand. That's right. CSB, he's a, he's a secret location guy, too. So what the hell is he asking me for? That would be I worried about, about that, that when he's like, thing ah. you're around. You got a, you got that steel trap memory, Darren, and that, that's very... That's a good thing. Larry, where are you? I won't tell you where I am, but where are you, Larry? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got to be very, you know, want to, you want to open the door. CSB might be there with a basket never of know. Uh, Polish goodies. You, you never know. They yeah. can make some nice pastries. No doubt about it. No doubt, baby. No, all's well. All's good. No complaints. And, uh, you know, it's good to be back. It's good to be hanging with you again. It is. I'll be, I know we always say it, but it's always fun. And it's, I think it is a good way to get the Monday the yeah. week started yes. and last week we had so much fun and normally we don't get a lot of boostergrams during the show. And if you don't know what boostergrams are, you can go over to new dot com, or you can ask anybody if you're on Mastodon over at no agenda social or at the podcast org. And we had a bunch of boostergrams during the last show. It's like, I didn't even know they were coming in. How cool is that? Yes. I have to watch that more. Wow. <laughs> I like the interaction. Yeah. And the boost bot should pop them up, which is good because the boost bot exists on no agenda social. So that's something and we can, you know, show you how you just have to follow that account. That way, you know, if you wanted to multitask during the show, you would see those things pop up. Yeah. If there are any boostograms, there are some shows like Adam Curry and Dave Jones's, the whole, uh, the whole podcasting 2.0 show when things come in, it makes a little noise. I think we'd get way too uh, distracted by the noises. Yeah. Now who's, who's got more shows these days. You or Adam. It's close. He's starting a new show this week, playing the, I want to say open source, but it's the creative commons music. It's going to be the Boostagrammers ball or the Boostagram ball. Mm. Because I think, I think he's inspired by, the rock and roll pre-show having he's hearing me have so much fun before every one of his real shows mm. that he's like, I want to, I want to play music again. I want to have some fun. Wow. How cool. Now what is you hit me to the, I mean, I know if I heard the phrase creative commons, I see it all over Wikipedia, right? How big is that library for music? It's large, but it's, I mean, I don't want to, I'm going to say it's questionable quality and everybody that releases under that are going to be like, Oh, come on questionable you, quality you mean the recording or the quality of the uh the artists yes both both, <laughs> both. <laughs> you know but the, the reality is the recording quality has gotten a lot better over the last few years because as you know most people now have you know a lot of people have it in their phone but beyond that if, if you really want to go you know hike into the high cotton you have it on a a desktop or laptop machine and you can get very good quality sound recording yeah. music on your own now with all of the different tools that are out there all of the multi-track software sure so it's basically people you know that don't have record deals that put stuff out and a lot of them don't understand exactly what the creative commons necessarily is so you have to be careful because it doesn't mean that you can just do anything and i've a lot of people put out a cover song on and think they can put it down as creative commons it's like you cannot no because you don't own that song now if you wrote the song mm. you can release it as creative commons you can record it do whatever you want release that but you can't go wow gee um 
you know, Bruce Springsteen wrote this song. I'm going to cover it and release that version of as creative commons. You're going to run into trouble because you don't own the song. So what about all the millions of people that are, that are doing covers of every hit song ever recorded on YouTube? What about them? They are paying. This is where YouTube got smart. And I think this is where the artist got smart. Mm-hmm. The songwriters are getting cuts on that. So if you go and record a Prince song, well, the estate of Prince is going to be sometimes getting a hundred percent of the profit from that. Sometimes it depends how nice, as far as I understand the artists are. So if you go and do a bunch of cover tunes on YouTube, the original artist could be like, ah, yeah, just give me 50% of that. Although they could also just say, yeah, I want a hundred percent. You're making money off of my work. Give me a hundred percent. So you can have the publicity. You can get your, you know, face out there you can get people to hear you sing whatever you're trying to do with it but since you're using my song i get paid and you know some of the artists are a little bit cooler and it's like well yeah just give me a split well that sounds like a uh you know a bookkeeping nightmare yes how how can that even how can that possibly work i mean because every every kid with a three dollar stella in dubuque is putting out covers of you know every hit song ever recorded and whether they get you know five views or Five million. How the hell do they? How do they figure that out? I'm guessing lots of lawyers. And uh, I mean, there's got to be some blanket agreement. That just uh, that just sounds mind boggling. Well, it's even worse than that. It's you're sitting with a buddy at a bar, and you do a quick little twenty second. Hey, what's going on, everybody? And Taylor Swift's playing in the background. You're gonna get demonetized, and that money from that video is probably gonna go to Taylor Swift because. The music exists in your video, even if it's in the background, barely audible. This is why Ryan Bemrose and I have long discussed on Grumpy Old Ben's copyright law and exactly how just much of a uh, it's like I'm, I'm torn because I think people that create things should be compensated for creating them. But sure. there has to be some kind of limit. There has to be. Now, what about all the Tina 40s out there who are doing their videos? you know, in their car with uh, tracks from famous artists playing. How does that work? You could ease that track. could easily be demonetized. I believe the choice is whoever owns that music can say, take that video down. They don't have the rights to use it. They can demonetize you or they can just take a split on the monetization. Could they go after Tina Forty and say you owe me money because I, you know, you didn't compensate me? I mean, how does that work? I don't believe so. If it's on YouTube, I don't believe so. That's all. YouTube has kind of become the de facto. They're the ones that is, are giving money to anybody if, as far as what's made. Mm-hmm. So it all just depends on where that gets funneled to. And there are still some artists that, no matter what, will not allow people to even do a a breakdown of a guitar solo or a breakdown right. of a song, trying to teach people how to play it. Mm-hmm. And I don't really understand that mm. because if somebody's a big enough fan to be like, wow, I really like this song. I want to learn how to play this guitar solo. You would think that that would be cool. That the original artist would be like, this is awesome. People want to play our music. Maybe they yeah. see it as competition. I don't know. Mm. Interesting. It's possible, but it's a really weird world now that the artificial intelligence bots are getting much more believable 
as the voices that can now sing. I mean, it used to be you could barely get an artificial intelligent voice to sound human when reading because there were always that, uh, you know, I go back to the movie War Games from 1986, whatever that was, where the computer had that very, would you like to play a game? You know, that kind of a thing. That's and you're good. like, that's, that's excellent. That's a great, great cyborg impression, Darren. Well done. <laughs> yeah, wow. I've been practicing that for a long, <laughs> long like you, time. Like, kind of swallow your words. It's really good. It's very authentic. And now it's getting so much better for a voice that is speaking and actually being yeah. able to kind of guess at the inflection points in the mm-hmm. where you want to really stress something or show some emotion with the voice rather than just being that monotonous monotone that never changes while reading the information. You know, that yeah. now they're really, really close. And there have been some. I heard a track that was a, uh, I think it was a Drake track. And I mean, I don't listen to a lot of rap, but it's, I don't know. I would not be able to tell that it wasn't a real person performing. So when you get to the point where somebody can not only release something, but it's like, well, they put Taylor Swift's voice on it or Elvis Presley's voice on it. And it's like, oh, this is a little, uh, it's a little different where the whole copyright thing's going to go where who owns what because i don't know can anybody really own the sound of a voice i mean there are some people that have a very like you have a very unique sounding voice well thank you if i was able to take that and put it into an ai well then i don't need larry as the co-host anymore i just go and all right see you (laughs) right (laughs) you're like just send me the checks that would be great less work (laughs) But this is where we're getting to, and it's very interesting. It's like, well, nobody up to this point, there has been no way to say you have ownership or a trademark or whatever it would be on the way a voice sounds. Because as we know, there are some people that will sound almost exactly like somebody else. So what do you do? Yeah. If somebody else singing sounds exactly like Elvis Presley, can you tell them you can't sing because you sound too much like this guy that already sounded like this? It's weird. Somebody sent me a message on No Agenda Social telling me that I sound exactly like some DJ from when he was a kid in was it Minneapolis or Minnesota, whatever. <clears throat> Guy's name was David Lee, and he took that radio name from David Lee Roth when he was uh, interviewed him on his station, which is kind of but i couldn't find any recordings of the guy so i don't know it could now on no agenda social a lot of times the voices might just be in their head <laughs> i know all mine are several <laughs> right. at the same time <laughs> exactly which is why i need father merrin you're like we <laughs> just need a little bit trouble. of uh, air traffic control up there to <laughs> to let us know what is going on yeah no question no question about it so we will be monitoring the okay. boostergrams, and we will get to all of the boostergrams. Uh, we'll have a little extended segment, yeah, today from. And I, I apologize. I'm like, oh, I was going through, and I'm like, wait, there was a bunch of boosts that came in, and I don't think the boost bot was in the troll room. No beret was very complimentary, if I recall, about the way we handle our uh, our donation segment. So we we're, we're very flattered by that. Hey, we're Isn't just that who it was. It I no believe beret. so. We're happy people yeah. listen. And he he is the original oligarch from the unrelenting show that Gene and I do because he sent in some, he had some old Soviet currency and he sent it in. Oh boy. In the mail, in, in a bag. 
in a baggie that was then in a thing of coffee grounds in order to keep the dogs from sniffing it out. And uh, people oh, will go cool. to the extra length to, to be a part of a bit. I want old Soviet currency. I, I know a guy who uh, deals in collectibles, you know, and um, didn't occur to me, but when the, when the, uh, when the iron curtain fell there in what, 89 or 90 smart guys from, from the U S ran over there with suitcases full of American money. Okay. And I guess some of the dumb ones bought Soviet currency because that's kind of worthless, but they got all kinds of other, basically the entire country was for sale. And did you know a guy went over there and actually bought Sputnik and no. he has that back in his house? Yeah. Now that's a hell of a thing to hang above the fireplace. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> like, what are you going to do with it? <laughs> I would have bought Lenin's body and then uh, brought it back here and charged people 10 bucks a, a clip to take a leak on it. Maybe. Things seem like they're that's going okay done. in Russia right now. I can say they're, they're going great there. It seems, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I was riding the bike earlier this morning and a video popped up on my YouTube stream of a guy that was walking through the biggest mall in Moscow. And it was like, how'd it look glorious? Yeah. Full. I mean, where the malls here full. are empty. Yeah. It was full. And I also noticed the people are not obese as a rule no no like they looked a lot healthier they were still out in person interacting with each other Mm -hmm. and all of the stores it was interesting because he's like well this is you know you could tell what they were but even even though there was a line like down the block almost the kentucky fried chicken who was one of them that left there's a line for the new one. It's just a new name. The Starbucks coffee is now just stars. Coffee looks the same, yeah. but nobody sure. cares. Nobody cares. Yeah. You know, that's true. I, you know, I was in uh, France a few years back and the, there was very little obesity compared to here. Very little. It's so. like, you have to ask yourself why it's not, why? it's not just one thing. It's either in no. uh, all of the processing that's going on for our food here. It's uh, just either. You know, it's hard to believe that people have that unhealthy of a lifestyle because you look at this in the mall and there was a a long line for basically what's KFC, which is garbage food. So it's like there's still a lot of garbage food in Russia. Of course. So I'm sure there's people that are eating that. And there was garbage food when we were growing up as well. So why wasn't there as much obesity? What's changed? We've always had McDonald's. We've always had KFC. It's the devices. It's the devices. And that was the other thing I noticed when I was in Europe is that here, you know, you know, you see people are just phone zombies. They're walking into traffic. They never take their eyes off the fucking screen when they, if, even if they do walk or whatever, they're just glued to screens at all times. And I didn't see that in France. I saw people would, would, you know, they answer the cell phone, quick conversation, put it away. They weren't staring at it during meals and restaurants. There wasn't this ubiquitous, constant fucking tether to uh, to the iPhones. I think that's what it is. It would make that's sense. The X factor. Yeah. Because you are just sitting there staring at a screen and the most yeah. exercise you get is your thumbs going up your and thumbs. down. thumbs. Right. People must, uh, they should test thumb strength. Maybe, maybe that's increased. <laughs> hey, we would beat the hell out of anybody. We got <laughs> big go. thumbs. That's thumb wrestle. <laughs> we do. And you have a clip here from uh, the wonderful governor of uh, Washington, Jay Inslee. 
Yes. And I thought for, as I found that, I thought <clears throat> maybe we should start doing dedications of clips like to like DJs do of songs. And I dedicate that a hundred percent to the fabulous Ryan Bemrose, because when I did used to guest on your wonderful show with him, I can't remember how many times he said, you know, Jay fucking Inslee or fucking Jay. In the, the guys had, you know, you would have thought that that was part of his name, fucking Inslee. And, you know, I'd hear that. And clearly Washington state is fucked up, but I never really looked at him or listened to him until I found this clip. And now I understand why he reviles that guy. He is, he's like, he's in the Joey zone. He's fucking horrible. Oh, he is. He's, I mean, he's right up there with our mayor here, which is a Jay fucking Pritzker. So it's very close. I think they're related. The Jays. And the in the troll room, the clip custodian found the clip of these. These how this is how good the trolls are. Found the exact clip of the mall in Russia that I watched earlier. Just just by saying that, they knew which clip it was. That's amazing. But this the climate change thing I think is interesting. Uh, there was a video, and there was no. Sadly, there was no audio. There was no speaking. But this was in Germany. Did you see the video of? the protesters sitting in the street in Germany and the citizenry just getting pissed and dragging them away. Especially the hot blonde. Yes. Man. Yeah. They, yes. the brutal blonde, which is the, the one blonde. that went. Yeah. She could have been a sister for the chick on the plane. That motherfucker's not real. <laughs> they, they were kind of similar looking, weren't they? Yes. Yeah. And I just love that she went out there and, grabbed the chick by her hair, dragged her away. Then the other chick got back and just went back and just again, just like grabbed her by the hair and yanked her down the street. It's like, now that's hardcore. It's beautiful. I love it. But it's what needs to be done because it's like you can protest. We're great with protest. I mean, I don't know in Germany, but with America, we're great. Hold your signs up, protest, yell all you want. But the minute you start blocking traffic, the one person on the video in Germany and there was a huge truck that was trying to get going jumped yeah. right in front of the truck. And the guy stopped. I'm like, I don't know. I think the law at some point should be, you know, if it's clear when you started going, just, you know, this will be a, yeah, self-cleaning mm. <laughs> self-cleaning <laughs> system. Go. It's like, I mean, yeah. you don't want to intentionally go, but it's if somebody's going to do that and that's what they want to do. If they're mm -hmm. going to jump in front of a moving vehicle, then yeah. The more people that get hurt and or killed doing stupid things like that, maybe the less people that will do them. I, I believe that's correct. You know, locomotives used to have cow catchers. So uh, you could, you yeah, know. basically like a, a golf club. You could just slam them things right off the track. Yeah. They'd go flying. But let's see just how much Jay fucking in. I'm going to stop you a lot in this one. So I'm sure people will get revile him by the time this is, uh, <laughs> this is uh, over here. Washington State Governor Jay Inslee, a leading advocate for climate action. Governor, thanks for joining us. How much do you think climate change is to blame here? Well, look, uh, Stop. the climate uh, Just, well, okay. look, that's it. Uh, you that's it. So, <laughs> I, I'll tell you, and you know what? I hear the, the boys, John and, and Adam, have brought this up numerous times. The look, the, the, the beginning of a statement, look, right? Joey does it. So, so it's almost become a part of the lefty playbook. You know, when you answer a question, you start with look. When I hear, when somebody addresses me with look, that tells me they're about to, they're about to scold me. 
And the only thing they're going to be looking at is the back of my fucking head as I walk away. So I don't know what it is with these assholes, but they all do it. And it's really, it's talk about a way to piss me off from jump before you even get to your point. You tell me, you start a sentence with look, I'm thinking, fuck you. Well, yeah, you're trying to get your authority down or maybe it's just the new way for people to try to gather their thoughts because most people, if they're intelligent and that may not include Jay fucking Inslee. When somebody no, asks, like a moron. Yeah. yeah, but normal people, if somebody asks you a question and you want a second to think about it, you go, well, let me tell you, Larry, you know, something like yeah. that. This may just be sure. the new. But how much time does look by you? I mean, you know, really, it's a, what, an eighth of a second or something. You know, I mean, I get that. Yeah, let me think of it. That's a, glad you asked that question. Yes. What a wonderful question. <laughs> OK, that gives you a little space, a little bumper. Right. But look, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Jay fucking Inslee. Jay fucking Inslee. Changed uh, problem. The fuse has been burning for decades, and now the climate change bomb has gone off. Ooh, it's a bomb. How about that? It's a fucking bomb, and it's gone off. I did. Did you hear a bomb? Did you hear a big explosion? I didn't, Darren. Maybe my hearing's impaired. What do you think? Well, what I think is, if climate change was a bomb and it's already gone off. The damage is already done. I'm not even worried about cleaning up. I'm just throwing a party and having fun because the bomb's gone go. off. But if it's a big bomb, why are we all even still here? I don't know. I mean, Greta. Bombs go off. People usually, people usually die. Greta Thunberg. She said we were all going to be dead by today, I think. And she like, did. We're and, not. And Joe, yeah. And Gore, the Goracle, we're about, what is it, 20, uh, we're 11, 12 years past his deadline, literally dead. Um, how many, how, what do we, we got probably like, what, maybe seven, eight years to go in AOCs. Right. Before uh, we're all going to die. We'll right. Yeah. And nobody has anything to back up any of the stuff. No. That they say, because nobody can actually prove man-made climate change. No. You have the climate changing. Nobody's disagreeing with that. Right. But you hear this stuff like, oh, my God, this is the hottest on record. And when you go back and look, it's like, well, no, there were hotter days in the 1800s. There were hotter oh, days. Oh, yes. I get it. I laugh at this shit um, because where, where I lived in the fabulous San Fernando Valley two years, the, two years ago, the temperature in my backyard was 123 degrees one day. Okay. The world record. The whole entire fucking planet is still held by Death Valley at 126, a whole whole three degrees higher. Okay, so I fucking know about heat. <laughs> I really do. And these assholes are screaming, "Oh, it's it's the, you know it's this is all kinds of records being set." This is untrue. It might be a record for that day, right? Maybe set since they started keeping records. I think in the mid 1940s, but a world record for all time? Fuck no, absolutely not, not happening. Well, and they're not mentioning now, if this was real journalisming, they would add, well, since records started being kept, like you said, whether it was 1940, whenever that date was, that is maybe the hottest day in the last hundred years. But that doesn't mean anything. We know we have had ice ages. We know we have had drought. I mean, this is not anything new. The sun cycles have a big part to do with it. Huge effect. Yes. Wow, the sun is more active and closer. Do you think that might do something to the heat? Mm-hmm. Hmm, no. Not not to mention those flares that spit out, uh, you know, a thermonuclear uh, heat, a couple of 
million miles at a pop, right. too. Those could have an effect. You know? I've always said, do people realize if the sun goes out, you go down to zero heat because that's where this planet gets heated? I mean, I don't think people do. They're like, oh, no, the Earth has a temperature. No. Like Al Gore at a temperature. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else Jay has for us. Okay. The scientists are telling us that this is a new age. This is the age of consequences. Oh, it's the age of consequences. Consequence. I knew you'd like that. I knew you'd see now you're stopping me. (laughs) I knew you'd be into this. I knew you would. (laughs) The scientists are telling us this. Are these the same ones that said every vaccine for COVID was safe and effective? I probably are. Sure. Must be the same ones. Mm -hmm. This is the age of consequences. I mean, consequences. Let's just tell the kids back when we were school kids, teenagers, the big thing, do you remember it was, oh, no, we have to stop using hairspray because it's it's putting a hole in the ozone layer. That's right. What happened to that hole? I, I, I don't Where hear about that it. hole go. Where is that hole? And people still use hairspray. I mean, maybe not as uh, maybe you don't use this, the same accelerants to push it out of the uh, mm-hmm. the bottles. But it seems like uh, there's a lot of knee jerk reactions to this is humankind doing this. Yes. It's like, yeah, but we're a part of this planet. So isn't that part of the natural order of things then? Absolutely. (laughs) Because whatever we thought of climate change last year, we now understand that the beast is at the door. We knew this beast. Oh, the beast is at the door. door. This is like nothing but scare tactic porn for uh, that, that beast is moose. I'm telling you, he wants his fucking dinner. Yeah. The beast is at the door. It's a time of consequences. The bomb has gone off. Like who's right. I mean, I'll give him one thing. He's got better writers than most right now. Hollywood. They're that's all true. on strike. Maybe they're working for Inslee. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Oh, the clip custodian says he clipped this earlier. So, I mean, this is a, uh, oh, he did. Okay. Well, he knows the good stuff. I mean, I think the clip custodian provides no agenda with a good percentage of the clips that they use. Oh, so we'll be hearing this uh, this coming Thursday or? Well, yeah, see, I like when we can beat no agenda to the punch because then it's like, like you see, donate to Planet Rage. We are a couple of days earlier than we scooped them. (laughs) We scooped them like Hagen does. East of climate change was coming for us, but now it's pounded on the door. And I think it's interesting, the most sort of a summary of this situation, what the scientific community is telling us now is that the earth is screaming uh, at us. <laughs> Wait, now the earth I is... I want to know. <clears throat> so I thought about that. How is it... Is it screaming like Fletcher at the top of our show and our wonderful yes. intro? Or is it screaming like, uh, I don't know, some porn star getting railed? What's that scream sound like? Could be. Is it the, I'm enjoying this scream? Or is right. it... Uh, and every time I hear Fletcher on the beginning of the show, I'm like, you know, when he gets together with his family, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, is it like, pass the potatoes? <laughs> I mean, it could be. It'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. You can listen to John so. Fletcher every Monday on Hog Story. Great show. It is. But this, the planet is great. It's very weird. Uh, it's a weird analogy. There was a commercial running nonstop during the NASCAR race this weekend. And I forget what drug it was for. Cause I'm sure it was for some kind of drug, but it's like, hello, I'm your skin. And it's like, that's a weird fucking thing. I've never had my skin talk to me before. Really? Yeah. 
And was there a cartoon of the skin? Did it look like uh, it was just like yeah, like crack skin? But it wasn't like you know a face or anything on oh, it. Didn't have a face or arms or legs or mouth. It was just a surface of skin. Okay. See now, I mean, maybe Jay Inslee listens to the show because the little icon we created for the show is the Earth screaming. So maybe, God damn, that's true. Yeah, we may have given him some ideas. And you did that icon, which is beautiful. Well. Take a cute, I have nothing to do with that. Take nothing. a couple of pieces of clip art, you throw them together, and boom. Yeah, well, looks great. But the it's world the is test of time. Eighty-seven episodes, baby. I know, hard to believe. And the the world yeah. is still screaming at us <laughs> to do more, do more, do that the work. Is the situation. I talked to a leading international scientist the other day who told Stop. me. That- there you go. There's your source. If he's so fucking leading, why can't he name him right. or her? Well, we don't want to say who, but I talk to no. leading scientists every day. Leading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like three out of four doctors recommend. Exactly. Well, name one. Yeah. That was the name of a punk rock band in the 80s. I always thought that was kind of cool. Three out of four doctors. I saw him on a double bill with the swollen monkeys. See, I always liked the name of the band that was Free Beer because then. Oh, that's smart. That's a smart name. <laughs> Free yeah. beer Friday night. Oh, oh yeah. You're going to have a crowd. Big, big crowd. They're going to be pissed because there is no free beer, but it's going to be a big crowd. Yeah. That we knew this was going to happen to us, but it's happening to us maybe two decades earlier than we really thought uh, could, could be in the realm of the possible. Wait a so, minute. So yeah. what about Greta? What about Gore? What about AOC? What do you mean earlier? What is he talking about? I don't know. I think they're right on time. Yeah. Except they're all really mad that the world hasn't burned down. Mm -hmm. They're mad that it still snows in the UK. They're mad that there hasn't been a rash of new hurricanes. All of this was, you're going to start seeing more severe weather. Mm Mm-hmm. And they've never really been able to call it because they said that about one severe hurricane season. I forget which year that was a couple of years ago. And then there were like a few dead years. Yes, there were. You know, now it's the heat. Now it's the heat's the big problem. Mm -hmm. It's like, but when it cools down, there's always been these stages where we've had warmer and then colder. I mean, I remember a winter Growing up that the wind chills, this was maybe late seventies where the wind chills were like 80 below. It was like crazy cold. Sure. Yeah. And I don't think it's ever happened since, but I would expect it to probably happen again at some point. It will. Oh, it'll be back. Count on it. It's like the climate has always changed. It's not like the world is static where it's like, Hey, Larry, for a hundred years, the temperature of the earth has been this, and now it's going up. <laughs> it's like, no it's always been variable things change the sun changes there's so much it's absolutely nuts well i thought the interesting thing and i haven't dug deep into this but there was an article now that scientists are claiming that we have pumped so much water from the earth that we altered the spin really the rotation of the earth yes so this would be well water i take it i would guess when you say you're pumping it out of the earth yeah or maybe mm. just, I don't know if that's even taking water out of the oceans, whatever it is. But wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That absolutely defies, was it Einstein's theory? 
or somebody else. Maybe it was Newton. I don't know how far back it goes, but matter cannot be created or destroyed. So you pump it out, it went fucking somewhere. Even uh-huh. into your belly and into, into a sewer and then back into the clouds. It didn't disappear. I would agree with that. But this, again, was very reminiscent to me of, hey, wow, a bunch of people are finally doing the electric car thing. So now let's move to the tires are putting out more emissions than the engines (laughs) because you still need tires. Yeah. It's all a scam. It's all a scam, baby. So we have to uh, dramatically increase our efforts. That is a necessary. Now, the good news, there's good news here. We can do this. Look, we're electrifying our transportation fleet. We're electrifying our homes. Okay. Yeah. Were, were the homes not electric in uh, Seattle recently? Yeah. I mean, I know it's a wilderness and all. Yeah. And electrifying the vehicles. Okay. But you know when electric vehicles do not work very well? When it's mm-hmm. really hot or when it's really cold? Yeah. Plus, where does the power come to feed those electric vehicles? Is it coming from wind? No. Is it coming from solar? Pretty unlikely. Maybe some hydroelectric if you can if you can stockpile it. That's a bitch. Yeah. It's not easily done. Where's the, where's that power coming from, Jay? A lot from coal. Now, in his area, to be fair, according to Ryan Bemrose, there is a lot of the uh, that water falling. So. Uh, yeah, it's very wet up there. In that area, they can do a lot of the hydro. Mm-hmm. Now, here in Illinois, much, much less so. Yeah. We need to burn coal. Well, you see, Damn nuclear right. plants are great, too, but then they're like, Nukes. we don't like those. Fuck them. Nukes are the answer, and they've been the answer for since they were invented. Not to the crazy liberals. No. This is a solvable problem, but we need to stop using fossil fuels. That is the only solution to this massive uh, assault on humanity. Oh, it's an assault on humanity. So it's a beast. Let's count this. Let's go back a little bit here, Darren. It's a beast, right? It's a beast at the door. Yeah. It's a bomb that's gone off. Screaming Earth. Screaming Earth and an assault on humanity. Holy shit. Dr. Hyperbole, huh? This fucking guy. (laughs) And the reality is fossil fuels are natural. I mean, they're in the Earth. They are decaying dinosaur bones, right? (laughs) Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but we're just using them. We're using the resources. And I know it's a topic that we have brought up before, but I'll say it again. Back when we were kids, the big thing was, oh, no, we're going to run out of these resources. We are going to run out of oil and gas. We're going to run out. That's the big problem. Yeah. And then they kept I, they, finding big caches of it. They do. There was a there was a movie I caught on uh, late night, you know. Like some, uh, who's that fucking guy? Um, he, he, he's not, he's out your way. It might, if it's not Chicago, it's clo- close by. The um, son of Sven Gulli? Sven Gulli, yeah. yeah. Sven's, I think it was Sven Gulli. Dave Kaz? Years, years ago with my kid. It was like, I think it was called Crack in the World. And uh, it was really low rent cheesy stuff. But, you know, when you talk about that, I think the next thing these guys are going to do or, or they need to do is take, uh, you know, like those logs, the things, a mall, like you stick in a, to split a log and they make them also, they're kind of, they're spiraled to do it. And they'll build one of these, the size of, I don't know, a skyscraper and then start drilling down to the, the center of the earth, which is really hot liquid heat, right? Isn't it all there? And, and, and try to tap that. Right. But then it, when they do it, they'll crack the, the earth will split like, uh, 
you know, like, 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 like bone China. And that's the end. That's We're all over. See happen. It's all over. Two halves, two, two uh, hemispheres will just break off into space and that'll be it and be done. That's one way to take care of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that would literally be the earth screaming at you as it breaks in half. Yes, sir. <laughs> It certainly would. Yeah, I like that. Cracking the world. I think that was either cracking the world or cracking the earth. Got to look that up. Fun name. But, uh, you know, we have heat. And then in the winter, it gets cold. And uh, I don't know. The electric cars here in Chicago probably wouldn't work great for people during those extreme. You know what? For like three months a year, it would be great. What what at this point? You know, we heard Ginger Z talk about this. What are meaningful climate goals in in one year in five years in 10 years that can be achieved yeah that's a good question that is a good question and listen to how he ducks it well we can take a short-term action look we've said we're not going uh, to look stop and- look there's another look yeah we can take short-term action he, he, but look but he's been talking to this woman for two minutes already he's got to tell her look again look look over here isn't that what that's what magicians usually do it's a distraction thing what's going on on the other side that's the question i'd like to see him pull a finger puppet out of his ass when he goes look that would be great listen to listen to fighting work little jay (laughs) what do you think little jay oh well i think you're full of shit perfect i think i want you to wash your hands it'd be good television that would be good television at least be entertaining might he might say some more intelligent things we're not sure this guy is such a pompous asshole. I had, I had no idea. I never saw him before. Never really heard his voice, but wow. He's like, you can't look at him for, for nine seconds and not feel rage. So there's, he's perfect for this show. A short-term action. Look, we've said we're not going to be selling internal combustion cars after 2035. Wow, 2035. So 10, 2035. Well, okay, 12 years. 12 years. No more gasoline-powered engines. Mm. I think I mentioned we got our new condenser, new air conditioning unit put in a week or two ago. I think in 10 years when this thing blows, it's going to be really hard to find an air conditioning unit. I don't think they're going to be around. I think they are going to legislate this crap out of existence. It's not going to be fun. So then only so there will be no air conditioning. It'll, it'll just it'll, the air. The White House will be air conditioned. Well, they'll have it. Yeah. Yeah, well, you'll you'll they'll be able it. to get things like heat pumps and yeah. they'll be like, well, you see, you're not supposed to cool it down past like 78 degrees. So the heat mm. pump will be just fine for most. Won't mm. be a big deal. Yeah. You have to save all of that energy. Yeah. And uh, you're seeing it with the cars. You too. You are true. And nobody ever, when we were growing up, can you imagine if you were doing a report for school and we were both in high school in the eighties where you were like, I think in, um, you know, by the year 2030, we will have, we'll have no gasoline powered engines. You'd have laughed out of school. Yeah. Rightfully so. Cause it's not going to go well. No. We're electrifying our ferries here in Washington State. Stop. Hey, now. Yeah. We're electrifying our ferries. fucking easy? How far does a ferry go? I don't know. 30 miles a day? Get bent. Electrify a freighter that's going across the Pacific, Jay. Let me see if they do that trick. We could probably <laughs> put windmills and, uh, and some uh, 
cells on there for the to pick up the sun. He can put some solar cells on. Or just go the original, uh, uh, you know, wind, just go back to sailing vessels. And I'm sorry, the, the only thing when I hear we, we're electrifying our ferries is the old Dean Martin <laughs> joke about how do you make a fruit cordial? Talk nice to him, I guess. <laughs> it was a different time, so don't sue me. It was a different time. Yes, and, and or as he said in, in the Mad Helm flick once, uh, somebody toasted him. He had a snocker full of scotch, and then the guy goes, skull, and Dean says, of course it's skull. It's got ice in it. <laughs> it was a Until different there. time and nobody was offended and it wasn't meant no. to offend and right but now everybody takes oh no 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 you said something wrong Man. we have a law that uh, demands 100 percent clean energy in a, in a couple uh, decades we're acting we have a law it, that demands, demands clean energy isn't that good a law that demands i don't get it how does the law demand now they can punish people who don't do the clean energy but i don't know how you have a law that demands clean energy then what if none of the energy is clean enough well then do you do you take it all and just shut it off because it's not clean enough which side yeah. will you come down on asshole insley will you allow well if it if you get an earth that can scream i suppose you're gonna have a law that demands yes it's like it's not the way it works but this is the guy in charge so nothing's He's a shit here. bag and and so hats off again to the fabulous ryan bemrose you warned us and here he is. <laughs> you can see it all in its uh, glory here. You know, I do want to note that, that this is not just something for the federal government. States can act. Our state is acting. We have 23 states in the U.S. Climate Alliance. And this is necessary. Uh, we've had tremendous action uh, under President Biden's leadership with the Inflation Reduction Act. Okay, anybody that's talking about President Biden's great leadership, that's how you know they're insane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Unfortunately, the Republicans are trying to repeal that now. But we need to go further and faster, and states can go further and faster, and we are doing that. And again, the good news is all around my state, uh, I can't turn over a rock without seeing new jobs associated with clean aviation fuel, with Stop. new types of batteries. Stop. Do you hear that? Clean aviation, clean aviation fuel. fuels. That's a fossil fuel there, isn't it, Cupcake? Yes, it is. Unless they're making it out <laughs> of something else. Eh. Well, I mean, Boeing left Seattle. I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's a reason why uh, some of these aero companies have gotten the hell out of Washington, because it's not yeah. conducive to doing business. And I know it is a dead horse, but you always have to bring up, well, is china gonna do this no is india gonna do this no is africa gonna do this no well then why are we doing it well you know what i i'm so i apologize and i clipped the clip too early because that was a that was a six minute clip and i thought the only clip that was ever worth six minutes of this show was that one of that rant you had a few shows back that was really epic um but he she asked him that martha raditz your hostess there on this show that said, you know, what about China? And what exactly? And he completely fucking side sidelined it. Uh, well, you know, we have, we have to lead. If you tell your right. kid to go, to, his line was, if you if your kid's going to summer your camp, what do you tell the kid? Go lead. No, nah, I say, watch out for the fucking poison ivy, idiot. Go lead <laughs> summer camp. Fuck off. I mean, this guy's just a complete asshole. Yeah, complete well, most of these asshole. folks are because I think they know it's all bullshit. Sure, he does. He knows. And it's like, I don't, we share the world with all of these other countries. And if they're all going to pollute, well, that means you're okay. You might 
help, but you're also going to kill your economy, which means your enemy then, when it comes to China, will be financially secure and you will be back in the third world. So how is that helping your citizens? Yes. Well, you know, we'll have electric cars. But Jay doesn't believe in enemies unless it's Putin. But other than that, there can't be any enemies. I guess he should look at uh, the president and realize he's a moron. Hmm. Now, let's see. I don't think we have anything else on the the climate change. But we did have some hard-hitting news in the... And the fact that the new Barbie movie is out. Yeah, a lot of flap over Barbie. Well, I mean, I think rightfully so. Now, I don't care what people put out when it comes to entertainment. There's rooms for all room for all sorts of entertainment. Sure. I was 10 years old when I saw the Blues Brothers, which probably wasn't great for 10 years old. <laughs> but I learned a lot of cussing. Mm. the and the blues brothers though not something you watch and go hey this movie was made for kids now a barbie movie that is pretty much made for kids no matter what you're saying making an adult barbie is very disingenuous because you're going to know who is going to want to see it. you know the ki- kids who like barbies are gonna be like oh i want to see the movie Oh, it's a yeah. Barbie movie. Hey, how old was Barbie supposed to be? I don't know. I would bet she was like 16, 17, 18, because she did drive, right? Yes. She had a car. But then had a dream house. Oh, she, oh, she the had Corvette. a dream house, too. Yeah. I, yeah, all right. I never followed Barbie. I don't know. So, but, yeah. But now it's being played by Margot, the character Barbie being played by Margot Robbie. The very pointy. Margot Robbie. I mean, perfect for Barbie. Yeah. But this was uh, from an interview with the guy. This was the Christian Broadcast Network. So, you know, I get it. They're going to be a little bit biased. But this is the guy that does their movie reviews and talking about just the kind of propaganda you're going to get here, which is not something now, if you were, again, going back to us growing up in the 1980s or so, when a a character movie came out. I don't remember ever talking about the propaganda surrounding it. That's true. This is new. You're right. And that's where it's a little bit different, which is, well, what is the goal of this movie? Why are they making this movie? Is it being made to make money or is it being made to go off, go after the children and go continuously down that line of brainwashing and we'll just there's this is a longer clip but we'll just let it start here and see where uh, he goes with it so dr bear a lot of people out there they might be wondering about this barbie movie they're seeing the advertisements the trailer and they're thinking huh should i take my daughter to see this movie you have an article over at movie guide um the organization you have an article there that it's titled warning don't take your daughter to barbie and so what was it that led to that determination Well, frankly, we saw the movie on Sunday night, and uh, the movie is worse than you could possibly expect. It's hardcore propaganda. We're not allowed to release a review until two days before, so they have it embargoed. 
So we see a lot of movies early. We write the reviews and then we wait. So that's part of life in the big city of Hollywood. But uh, Barbie just is terrible. The first few minutes, it's got a bunch of little girls playing with little baby dolls. Now, I've got 17 grandchildren and the most of them are little girls and they love playing with baby dolls and the girls take the baby dolls and bash them and slap them and we don't have to, and say we don't have to be mothers anymore in barbie land men are the problem with all of society it's hardcore feminist so they've banished men so they have a better life in fact um you know ken is the villain in the movie now i thought this was interesting it's like so you're starting out with a bunch of little girls smashing what looks like little babies around mm. like that doesn't seem to be it doesn't seem to be good quality uh wholesome entertainment mm. and then ken's the villain in this i like i had no idea that ken was going to be the villain in this movie because barbie don't need a man is it lesbian barbie i don't know maybe hmm. but you're starting it out with little girls committing violence on little representations of babies according to this guy i mean i haven't seen the movie so i yeah. don't know what, what was he talking about he can't release a review till two days after it what, well two days before now this is that? well this <laughs> is if you have if you're in the movie review business they do this oh. with any other oh. kind of products like uh the one channel i watch where the guy reviews the new lego sets they'll send it to him you know, a month in advance would be like, well, you can't talk about it or show it until this day. If you want to continue to be a part of the, okay, of I that crew that's able to access the stuff early. So you can have your review done by the time the product hits the shelves or the movie is released. Gotcha. But I'm like, that is just bizarre. Yeah, it is. Uh, so is it going to bomb? Is this thing? Is, is it? So it's out. So, I mean, they should have a, a sense of the box office already. Is it is it trending up or down? Do I have not checked. Okay. I just want to see uh, Margot Robbie in it, but I don't want to watch the movie. So, I mean, there's that. <laughs> that there is that. I'm guessing uh, it'll not go well. But again, it's propaganda, which is the yeah, which is just way too par for the course now. That's all it is. I just want entertainment. Yeah. And Barbie has to leave because she's not adapting to, you know, this hate of the patriarchal society, although she hates Ken. Um, so men are the villain and trans, you know, there, there are a couple of trans people playing characters, Barbies. So, you know, men play better Barbies than women play Barbies, by the way. So you should tell your little girls that that if you want to be Barbie, you want to be a swimmer, you want to be a, anything else in society men can be women better that's what the movie's saying i'm gonna to totally disagree with that one men can be women better now according to the clip custodian who knows all 155 million the movie made in the first weekend here mm. and he's like the scene they're referencing to with the girls bashing the dolls like the science fiction 2001 space odyssey because you know seven-year-old girls are always big kubrick fans <laughs> this wasn't so, made oh, this so, movie was not made for them no so it was it was a parody of that scene with the apes bashing things or whatever is that really what he means yeah you know? i would guess okay all right don't make me watch hmm. this movie do not make me watch this movie i'm not you couldn't <laughs> god yeah 
in the I'm sure the music is I mean the colors just seeing a few of the still shots it's a very surreal looking because it is uh, yeah. you know it's real life it's it's act real life actresses and actors it's not animated but the world itself is totally oversaturated it's one of those mm. I think you would get a headache and want to like puke like 3 minutes in I would say so I always did with the 3D movies Something about those 3D glasses it made me nauseous within moments. I had to leave the theater. Yeah, I've yeah. never been able to use those either. No. Now that I've only got one eye, way easier. You don't even have to worry Much about 3D. E- yeah, well, fuck stereo. That's out. You're monoscopic, <laughs> Darren. So That's how it works better. That's all you need. Is It's like a, the old Beatles stuff. A good monocopy was just as good. You're right. Yeah. You know, there's you can do some really cool things with stereo when it comes to audio. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessary to have a great song representation. And for a lot of the it's, stuff that was recorded in mono that they're now trying to remix in stereo, it's like, for what? Why? Why? Well, you know, the, the fact is you may have two ears, but you still basically hear everything in mono, don't you? Most of the time, yes. Unless yeah. it's something that is pretty severe. You yes, know, unless you get the, the drum kit on the left side and, you know, the lead guitar on the right. Well, then you're going to get a kind of a stereo experience. But if you're sitting in, uh, you know, the Hollywood Bowl, your typical amphitheater, right. you're getting a mono spread. Well, yes, you're not getting like, oh, wow, you can really tell yeah. that this came from this side of the stage. And right. This came from that no side channels. of the stage. No channels. It's all one thing. One feed. Right. Yes. And the audio quality of this wasn't good. I was going to grab it, but it really was just a couple of seconds. Anyway, I thought it was interesting that in Vegas, Miranda Lambert, who is a country artist. Oh, I wanted to hear. I'm so glad you got this. I looked for that and I couldn't find it. Thank you. I'm very eager to hear this. I think I've got it here. Let me see. The The audio wasn't great, mm-hmm. but she was basically like, uh, you know, I don't, you know, People aren't listening. They're more interested in taking their selfies than they are listening to the concert. So she just stopped for a minute and was like, you know, I, can we listen to the music? And then uh, some people cheered her and it was funny because I don't think they were related to the people that were taking this video that posted it on TikTok. I think there were like the people sitting a row in front of them or maybe right next to them because there were some people that were like you don't treat fans that way and they got up and left the concert and i'm like well who do you think you're hurting by by getting up and leaving do you think you already bought the ticket so if you're gonna be like i'm getting up and leaving because she yelled at these people for for uh doing the selfie thing it's like i didn't really understand that Mm. but i think we kind of know that people are insane indeed Let's see. It wasn't the YouTube short here. Let me see. I thought I grabbed it. So let me try to download this video feed again. Oh, no such file or directory. Oh, dear. Well, I'll fill some time (laughs) with this. I'm a big Waylon Jennings fan. And there was a, there was a, it was kind of a segment of his career when he was the people in the, in the know referred to him as Waylon goddamn Jennings, kind of like Jay fucking Inslee. And the reason was, Whalen was playing someplace, you know, and I guess it wasn't like a big arena thing. It was kind of a more intimate setting. And there was some drunken broad in the first row and she kept her, 
turning to her husband going, who is this guy? What is this guy? What, what's his name? Who is what? You know, just, just really loud. Who is this guy? And Waylon just kind of swings his telecaster around behind his back and leans over and goes, lady, my name is Waylon. Goddamn Jennings. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of stuck for a long time. But rightfully so. I mean, well, he yeah. is uh, one of the most influential artists in music. A lot of people don't uh, realize that he was one of the first ones that was able to go. Well, not solo, still with the record label, but he was the one to be able to start negotiating contracts that were way better than people had been getting up until that point, because he was big yeah. enough to be like, Hey, you still want me to be part of this? Well, then, uh, then you're going to pay. Yeah. And Waylon was a legend. I mean, that uh, he was, he was, there's, there's he was not a many- terrific artist, but he also was like, the guy had tremendous charisma. It was like, again, he's one of those guys you, you kind of, you, you want to hang out with Waylon. It's not just about the music, you know? So. And he had that, that baritone and you, you knew it, whether he was talking or singing, you knew the voice. Mm-hmm. And I loved the line that he added into, and I don't remember where it was released, but uh, for anybody that watched the Dukes of Hazard back in the day, mm. that was Waylon that did the, uh, you know, the good old boy song. Mm-hmm. And he was the narrator. And after that came out, the full version of the song that came out, there was a lyric about uh, that uh, his mama don't understand why they keep showing my hands and not my face on TV, which is a because you never saw him on the no. uh, but you did see his body and you saw the hand playing the guitar, mm-hmm. but you never saw the face. And I'm like, yeah, why, why aren't they showing Wayland? They have to pay more for that. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But uh, thanks to the clip custodian, we have the Miranda Lambert clip right here. Oh, thank you. I'm going to stop right here for a sec, Danny. I'm sorry. These girls are worried about the selfie and not listening to the song. It's pissing me off a little bit. <laughs> like, yep. You know, and it's a... You know, it was one of the more touching songs too. It wasn't like it was a rock and sure. roll, you know, song. Sure. Yeah. And I can imagine, you know, if you're an artist and you're standing right there and the people right in front of you, right in front of the stage, as you're trying to give a heartfelt rendition of a song or like, oh, selfie, selfie, selfie. Well, yeah, what what it is is, you know, she'd have been better off phrasing it instead of you're pissing me off. Hey, you are you are depriving your fellow listeners of their experience by fucking around with your selfies. So sit down. Yes. Which is also why I don't go to concerts anymore. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cell phones have ruined concerts. Now I would consider the guys like Jack white, even though he's obviously a big liberal douchebag. I like that. He makes people put their phones in a bag and then you can't have the phones back till after the show. So nobody's holding up a phone. You know, Bob Dylan did that too. And probably the worst show I've ever seen. (laughs) You're like, I I wish I had my cell phone. Yeah, really. I mean, the guy's a great songwriter, but as a performer, he's had, you know, 60 odd plus years to figure out how to fucking perform. He still hasn't gotten it, hasn't figured it out. It's really. Yeah, the singing bit's never going to come around for him. Let's be honest. It was just, he has no, he's just like a cigar store Indian. He just stands there. I mean, he has no repartee with the, with the audience. He, he barely moves. It's really, it's really weird. It's like watching some seven year old kid at a, 
you know, one of those piano recitals or something who stands up there very <laughs> stiffly and takes kind of a half a pound and runs off stage. V- very weird. Very weird. Don't, you know, yeah, whatever. He can do what he wants. You know, that surely, surely has this success, but man, <laughs> now good on that stage. I think Miranda Lambert should have learned from Peter Frampton. Oh, what did he do? Now, this was years ago, but it, it stuck with me that there was something like that going on in the front row. And I think it was the same kind of thing. Like the, the man and the chick were like taking selfies, like right in front mm. of the stage. And Peter Frampton's like, Oh, Hey, you take it. Oh yeah. Did you get a good photo? Oh yeah. Let me see that. And they hand him the phone and he throws it into the rafters and continues on. No shit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> see now that would have been way more entertaining than, uh, yeah. It's like, come on, what's the worst that can happen? Miranda, it's like, you've got the money, even if you have to pay them a thousand bucks for a new phone. Sure. Send them on their way. It's, people will remember that one. Like, then you don't take your phone out. Yeah. Because it's distracting for everybody around you. And you're not even watching the performance. Yes. And I'm not saying you got now, if you're in a bar and there's some just, you know, bar band and they're just there, they're not like the main draw and you're just having your good time. That's fine. Oh, completely different. You know, I used to do this, my, my kids and I used to do this uh, at a local saloon in the Valley. And um, we used to do a gig, about, I guess about a year. And we, we packed the house, you know, it was like uh, all the friends would show up and the family. It was, it was great. They made a lot of money. We didn't, we didn't make a dime, but the, the saloon did very well. Um, but I would tell them, hey, you know what? You are getting the bet. You, you're getting edu- an education here. You couldn't fucking buy at Berkeley or Juilliard because it's a baptism by fire. Everybody here is fucking drunk. Right. Um, there's blasting televisions you have to compete with. They're walking in front of you while you're doing a, a ballad. Um, and if you can survive and, and thrive in this environment, you're ahead of everybody else. That's true. Well, it is a uh, it's like boot camp for musicians. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and yeah, and I never got pissed because, Hey, it's a fucking bar. You know, people, people are drinking. They're going to do what they're going to do. They want to listen. That's nice, but it's a very different, you know, situation from a concert. Yes. Um, where you pay in their fucking seats, you're expected to stay in them, not stand up and dance all fucking time. Yeah. I can only imagine how annoying that would be as an artist. You're pouring your heart out and there's just, and then you know they're annoying everybody around them as well so it kind of yeah. uh like i said i would have gone the other way and uh and just taken the phone and and just tossed it tossed it <laughs> that's what i would have done but since we have so many boostograms including one that just came in from our buddy net ned who says oh boy Ned-Ned. just the good old boys wouldn't change if they could fighting the system like two modern day robin hoods came in, in with uh a 4444 Satoshi boost. And I mean, that reminds me of who posted on uh, no agenda social that we were like Batman and Robin. And I'm like, okay, I'll be, I guess I'm Robin in this case. Cause I'm like, if it was, if it was for unrelenting, if it was for grumpy old Ben's, I'd be like, fuck, I'm Batman. But it's like, nope here. It's like, there's no doubt. Larry's Batman. There's no doubt about it. I'll be and Robin. Somebody, Somebody uh, followed up on that with it, with like, uh, uh, like TV shows. And they had me as the rifleman and <laughs> like these, like it was wild. Chuck Wait, am Connors. I the son then in the rifleman? Is that the, uh, I don't know. The, uh, I was at a party with the son from the rifleman some years ago, Johnny Crawford. Nice guy. Um, but yes, yeah, it, it was kind of, it was odd. And, and I thought, man, 
Who remembers the Rifleman? That's impressive. Very impressive. Lucas McCain. That was the character's name. Yeah, it was a good show, though. It was a good show. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty now that we have all of the technology that we do. You can revisit all of these old shows and watch them. You can usually tell, though, the main thing with all of these older shows that were filmed in the 60s and 70s, they never looked into the possibility. They never knew that binging would be a thing or that people would be able to own these shows because it's interesting when you can see the same actor or actress playing like 15 different parts over a three-year period and nobody would remember because you're (laughs) like no you 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 couldn't watch them all back to back to back yeah it's a beautiful thing plus the way they worked was so good i mean whether it was the rifleman or rawhide or gunsmoke you know you had a conflict you had good guys you got bad guys and it was settled settled the way america should settle its differences with a fucking bullet yes and that was it it was over time for the next thing (laughs) well it was way more uh way more straightforward yeah no question about that now we did have um some other booster grams but we did have some other support for today's show because we are a value for value show we are which means we put the shows out there they're not behind a paywall if you've gotten any value out of them whatsoever it's up to you to support the show or any of these value for value shows that you listen to support the shows if you want them to stick around and it's always very much appreciated when people do so and coming in at number one today our buddy craig Knowlesley with 25 bucks uh you may know him north craig, yes good man you hell of a cook i i just he built this uh this uh oh god i can't remember what it's called the wood stone like oven pizza oven uh-huh. this stone this and he did it from hand and it's gorgeous and he's always posting these pictures of the, the blazing fire in there that's like 900 degrees like the surface of the sun i know and then these and then these these uh these dishes that he makes up amazing and he oh and he cooks these flintstone steaks i envy that guy i really i want to eat like he does i well, i think Greg's what he needs cool. to do is put up a couple of like tiny homes in his backyard and we're going there, there go. for vacation us up. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> like this. he said it's like <laughs> they got tired of going out to the restaurant so that's what they built and there's a whole little setup back by the woodstone oven and you're right the pizzas i'm like oh we went to a place here that was allegedly you know they had a woodstone oven they don't know how to use it like he does because their no. pizza sucked really oh and you look terrible. at what he's making it's like dude that's awesome it looks so good. And he's even good with the presentation. I mean, you can see it's just, it's, it's, it's all comfort food. <laughs> yes. Know, Getting cooked but with he, Craig over on YouTube. Yeah. Yes. But he knows how to arrange it. So you, you, you have to look and say, look at that. I want, I want some of that. It's very good. Yeah. Well, this is true. It's, it's not everything that tastes good does not always look good, but it's more than food porn when you follow him over on No Agenda Social yeah. or Twitter. Yeah, and so he burns wood all the time in this stove, and he drives a truck that gets 11 miles a gallon. We love this fucking guy. He is so American, it's too bad he's Canadian. Exactly. But if that isn't a fuck you climate change, I don't know what is. Yeah, you know, they're coming for your pizza oven, Craig. I hope you are well-armed. Yeah, Justin Trudeau is going to come riding up (laughs) in his Mountie outfit and be like, we must take your pizza oven. (laughs) And then it's all going to be on. Yeah. Dame Slamey coming in with $20. Thank you, Dame Slamey. I love that name. Didn't it is Great it's name. one of the better names out there. Did not see a note this time around. I think uh if you do a one-time donation now you can do notes. If not, 
let me know if anybody has tried that out. I believe that should now work if you follow the button on the website. His PayPal is a little weird with that. It's not, you would think that that would just come up by default. You would, but it doesn't. Nope. They got to make it tough. Yeah. And I think that's fixed. And there may be two PayPal buttons on the site. So there may be one in like the main page. There may be one in the side panel. If I miss something, let me know. Okay. Sir Sean of the Allegheny Valley coming in with his monthly $20 donation, which is always appreciated. Thank you, Sir Sean. And he's also one that is streaming Satoshis all week long. It's always a beautiful thing to see when you look at the the stats and you see somebody minute by minute just streaming as they're listening to this show or one of the other shows that I do. Very cool. It's the uh, it's really cool because you can be like, okay, here I want to spend, you know, even if it's a buck an hour, five bucks an hour, whatever it is, you split that out per minute, and every minute you listen to the stats just go and they come right nice. out of the wallet. It's automated, and that way you can set your budget and how much you want to support the shows. And no matter what, you're way ahead of everybody that doesn't. Mm-hmm. Our buddy Tim Hazel with his monthly ten dollar donation. Thank you, Tim Hazel. And of course, Captain Oblivious with the five fifty five, uh, another great name from the troll room. Thank you, Captain. And my Captain, my Captain. Oh, that was a good movie too, man. One of Robin Williams' better flicks. Mm. Oh yeah. Now Dale Jr. coming in with twenty thousand satoshis. That was five eighty one. He says we got to get Larry set up with a wallet so I can boost and stream to his show. Like yes, we yeah. do. We keep uh, saying that. I know what? we do. Yes, and he's right. And I've just been such a lummox and a luddite of not getting that done, and then you know moving and so forth. And uh, another another listener is also um, gently goading me into doing that, and I've I've got to um, I got to get on it. So thank you. Yeah, we can help you out. We keep saying that. So just anytime that you're free now and after the move, that is. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get on that now because it's smoke starting to clear, getting my shit together. Um, I'm actually using my old setup. I've got my old, my old Electrovox and my Motu and everything just like uh, on the other coast. So I'm about ready to do it. Just like old times. Things are getting back to normal. Yeah. Our buddy comic strip blogger came in, of course, with his 15,033 Satoshis. And as always, he has a note that I will read. Howdy, gringos, Darian, Larry, Darren and Larry. Oh, gringos. I like that. <laughs> gringos. <laughs> now he's trying to, he's, I don't know. Do Polish people say gringos? I don't know. I where don't know. Goes. I'll take it. I guess he does. Howdy, gringos, Darren and Larry. Please invite your audience to use my chat GPT plugin in plugin store. Just search for podcast search. Usage examples. One, find podcasts about rage. Two, get episodes of Planet Rage. And coming soon, show notes, transcripts, and large language model based data. Analysis. Yo, CSB. Well, thanks, CSB. Yo. He's doing the stuff. He's using the AI to find out everything he can find out about podcasts. Dude's at the tip of the techno spear. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Going right on into the meaty stuff. Lavish coming in. This was the last show. One, two, three, four, five said continuous moving karma from my man, Larry B cigars uh, and congrats to you. Thank you. Lavish. Thank you very much. It's like, he doesn't want any more moving karma. The last thing he wants to do is move more. <laughs> no, no more. It's stay in the same place for a while. Karma. I intend to. Yes. See Brooklyn also coming in with one, two, three, four, five says boosting because of your merit and because you are white Ray John. 
So, <laughs> I mean, I don't remember exactly what we were talking about at the time, but that came in during the uh, the last episode, and it does it bugs me all this stuff where it's like, well, buy it because it's black owned, or buy it because yeah. it's whatever owned. It's like, can we just get to where people are people? And uh, that'd be nice. Uh-huh. It used to be just people are people, Doesn't and it's matter. like I kind—I mean, I get it. I get it when Beyonce comes out and is like, my whole outfit was created by black designers. And that's, that's great. It's a beautiful thing. But let's all admit, if Taylor Swift came out and said, my outfit was solely created by white designers, people would go racist and we'd be down a different path for the exact same behavior. And that is horrible that the exact same behavior leads people down different paths based upon the color of your skin. It's bullshit. A white mic, speaking of whites, a white mic came in with 8686. Satoshi's just says, y'all good. Well, thank you. Thank you, white mic. Booberry, the Mothman of the Minneapolis. Booberry, Booberry. You may have heard him on shows like Behind the Squeams, or maybe you've just seen him on those cereal boxes once a year. Yes. Around Halloween. Well, Count Chocula and um, Frankenberry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I. They used to be year-round cereals. Now we, now we only get them around Halloween. I don't get it. I think they changed the formula for those things, or maybe like wasn't there a whole thing some years ago to get out of what was it? High fructose corn syrup, sugar, whatever the fuck the sugar formula. When I was a kid, I ate a lot of cocoa puffs, and they were good. Yes, and they were. I hadn't. They really were. And so, like I don't know, ten years ago, I thought you know I'm just gonna revert to childhood for a, a morning and. I bought myself a box of Cocoa Puffs. They didn't taste the same. You like it's different. It was probably some law that they changed. You yeah, can't put the same stuff in. Very different flavor. Or instead of sugar, it's now high fructose corn syrup. Whatever. Yeah. Eric PP asked why we're not lit. Well, it's because I forgot to flip that switch before the show. That's why. This is where the podcasting 2.0 things. It needs more automation. And they're working on the automation because you have to go through, you have to edit a text file, you have to send in a pod ping and all that other kind of thing. But uh, as of a few seconds from now, we should be live and uh, the bat signal then didn't go out. I know we're like rookies at this whole podcasting thing. <laughs> what Rookies? What are you talking about? We've got, let's see, I'm in for six years and we, we've got over a decade of experience between us. I mean, holy shit. Or, that means about? any day now we're going to start getting better. <laughs> is there a promise no i don't maybe 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 not but boobery with his 6666 satoshis from the last show said i am full of rage today i got Ooh. called in to sit here and do nothing i have sat here for four hours and have gotten no work done drives me up the wall just sitting here glad it was a monday during planet rage so i mean at least uh. there's that I'm glad we were some service there to uh, brighten his day. Cool. If you can, uh, yeah, if you get called into work and you don't have to work and you can still listen to your favorite podcast, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Net Ned coming in with another 50-50. This was on the last show. He said, that elderly lady singing lead for Aerosmith is always stealing the limelight. (laughs) He has taken on that appearance. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah, he has, really. He has, I mean, to an extreme. I mean, they they say the thing the same thing about McCartney and a bunch of them. But man, Steven Tyler's really looking like a chick. Yeah, he does not have the masculine look that uh, 
that some artists make. Yeah. R. Davis 87 coming in with 5,000 Satoshi says in the morning, Darano and Larry, as to your mark about Eric Adams being a grown man, I can tend to contrary. Adams is a whiny little bitch. Rage on my brothers. Okay. So oh. Eric Adams, he's not a grown man. He says to the contrary, he's a whiny little bitch. So okay. nobody's going to argue that. Sir TJ, the wrathful came in with 3333 from episode 86. Planet Rage, a whole new world was not Mulan, Lion King, or Little Mermaid. All wrong. It was Aladdin. Like, oh, yeah, we were trying to figure out where's wrong. I know. (laughs) I thought I screwed up Fortis. It was number five. It was Aladdin. (laughs) Uh, He's like, we watched that a lot as a kid. My parents were pretty smart, though. They kept the TV locked in the attic, which may be why I think I have at least a little bit of critical thinking skills. You guys make me laugh with rage. Thank you for your courage. I think that's an interesting thing. Well, thank you for your donation. Laugh with rage. That's a high praise. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. See, when somebody says you make me laugh with rage, I picture the Joker, like classic Joker mm, from yeah. Batman, you know, <laughs> you know, that kind of a, a maniacal yeah. laugh. And since it was uh, Aladdin, might I add that, you know, having raised two daughters with a lot of Disney, I had to watch a lot of that stuff and far and away. My favorite princess, Jasmine, Mm. that Disney stuff. You're trying to block it out though. Now it's like, yeah, but she had it going on and you know, they made her, um, she can't wear her outfit anymore with her belly button showing at Disneyland. That's no, no, really that's to be covered up. Yeah. That fucked up. Well, that's Disney for you. They can't figure out what they want to be. No, no. Memes. 1337 comes in with 1337 saying Ray John fellas. Thank you. Omega Project boosted right as we were starting the last show with 333 saying rage time. It's always rage time. That's another cool name. Omega Project. That sounds ominous. I like that. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Yeah. And then we see the folks that do the minute by minute streaming like Harry Pilgrim and Derpstick 76, which I thought was a great name too. What is a Derpstick? I like that. What is a Derp? I used to know and I forgot it. I don't remember. I've heard it. And uh, Eric PP, of course. Thank you, Eric PP. Who was just asking why we weren't lit. I think we're lit now. Are we lit now? We should be lit now. Who's lit? Let's get lit. We got to get lit. Exactly. But we're lit 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Even if the live thing's not on, you can still send some (laughs) Satoshis. You can still boost. You can still send a boost to Graham. Yeah. Thank you. We are lit now. See, sometimes we just wait until uh, more than halfway through the show in order to tell people we're live just to keep them on their toes, just so they remember themselves. Did your mom always have to get you up to go to school? No. But mine did. Cause I was like, I don't want to go to school. Yeah, really. <laughs> I never wanted to go. No. <laughs> yeah. We weren't the type that yeah. were up early. Like, Hey, it's school starting today. School. Yay. Hey, let's get wait to get to school. No, yeah. <laughs> that was not, that was not us. No question no. about that. No, no. But thanks to everybody who listens to the show and, of course, supports the show. If you want to get involved, you can go over to yes. planetrage.show slash donate or go over to newpodcastapps.com. And that way, when I remember to uh, throw the bat signal out there, you'll get a little alert that comes on that says, hey, they're live. They're live. It's live. I'm going to need to add something to a little checklist. That's like because I had and it's the worst part is before lunch so like an hour before the show i go in as i did today and i pull up the page in the website that i have to edit 
and I open up the pod ping page and I put our planet rage dot show slash feed slash podcast in there. So it's all ready for me to just hit the button. But even with it open, just, just totally forgot. (laughs) Totally forgot. So the next time somebody ask a little earlier in the troll room and then, uh, and then we'll, then we'll be ready. Well, NetNet says grateful for all who listen and all who donate. Thank you so much. Yes. NetNet also hated getting up for school. Well, that was in Detroit. So, I mean, there was also that. Yeah. Yeah. But we, I mean, if it wasn't the school gloom alone, then being in the Northeast, you know, in the winter, it was never pleasant. Oh, no, that was horrible. The winter, I mean, going to school in the middle of winter, the first year of high school was probably the worst because that's when my trek to the bus was a mile long. Mm. Yeah, we didn't have any of these easy. Th- I mean, really, when you hear the stories, I had to walk a mile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. If it was snowing, didn't matter. It was a mile walk yeah. to get to the school bus to go to my all boys Catholic school. Of course, as I've mentioned before, the bus was ninety percent girls from the all girls school, so there was that. Yeah, but that was a torment tease, right? So you got to get off that bus with all those chicks and then get into a school with all guys. That's hell. Yes, it was not a good switch over. Yeah, but it was better than once I hit sixteen and was able to drive myself to school and not have to walk the mile. And that hot Camaro of yours. No, that was, that took a while for me to get that. Oh, I started out with a 1977 or 78 uh, Delta 88, which was the cruising machine. Great cars. Oldsmobiles are great. I had a couple of olds. They were wonderful. The gas mileage. Oh, not great. (laughs) It's not what it's about. No, but the power, the experience. And nobody ever tried to cut in front of you. That was the no. beauty of those cars. They, you, you, yeah. it's, and it still annoys me to this day when you're driving and you're coming up to a clearly, you know, you see the, whether it's road construction or just a lane that's a, always, you know, closing down mm. that everybody that wants to be like, I can just go up here and they'll let me in. Mm. I can pass a bunch of people and then just cut in. Cause somebody will let me in. Right. When I had the old Oldsmobile. I did not let people in. <laughs> I did not. I remember once on an expressway, somebody doing that and realized way too late that I was not going to let them in. And it was not good mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. But it's like, you cannot assume that somebody else yeah. is just going to let you in. No, no. You got to learn these things. Well, you taught them, didn't you? I probably, that's, you, that's a mistake. <laughs> you only make once when, uh, <laughs> when you go off the, when you go off the deep end there. I thought this was a great clip. We can uh, do a little bit of, uh, I guess, grading this one. Oh, this was from the Babylon Bee. And I thought this was some really good advice. Have you ever made your wife mad? Let me rephrase that. Are you married? Every husband knows that feeling. Your wife is mad at you again. And now you've got some hard work to do to fix it. The hard part is knowing what you need to do to smooth things over. But be careful. Making additional mistakes can make things worse than before. Thankfully, the Babylon Bee is here to save the day with a list of surefire things you can do that will virtually guarantee your wife will stop being mad at you. One, calmly explain to her that her reasons for being mad are totally irrational. She'll see the error of her ways and appreciate your masculine leadership. Two, compliment her teeth and neck, like in Song of Solomon. What woman isn't a sucker for lines that compare her teeth to a flock of sheep and her neck to a tower? Hmm. 
twin fawns. Three, ask her what you did to make her mad. She'll be thrilled you didn't know and will gladly inform you in clear and concise language. Four, crack a joke to lighten the mood. A good wisecrack is exactly what she needs right now. Five, stop breathing that way. You know, that way. Stop it. And stop chewing your cereal like that too. Gross! Six, tell her she's acting just like her mother. She'll love it. And if that doesn't work, <laughs> tell her she's acting like your mother. She'll love that even more. Seven, what she really wants is a, is a, is a, uh, uh, an, an attendant partner? I don't know. Uh, I wasn't really listening. Hey, chocolate. It fixes everything. And, uh, there you have it. If you follow the list above, your wife will stop being mad at you in no time. If you have better ways to calm down your overreacting wife, leave them in the comments down below. I need all the help I can get. Yeah. Yeah. All those will work. Yeah. I've used all of those in the past. They all work great. There's a great meme like that, and it's a uh stacked images horizontal, and the top is the wife saying, I won't talk to him all day long, and that'll let him know how mad at him I am. And the bottom is the guy driving like a tractor lawnmower and going, gee, what a wonderful quiet day this is. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> looking at the same situation in a little bit of a different way yeah but the the whole pulling out the you're just like your mother that's the bit that always works oh, really well that'll, yeah that'll light the fuse for sure yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so try those and i like that the end they're like if this doesn't work then they went into a commercial on buy or something from whatever company i was like oh that was just smooth going right into right into a commercial yeah Scott Lobito let us down this week. He didn't have much going on with that guy. He really didn't. You know, I'm a little concerned about Scott because you know he had a thing where um you know they had the thing they called it Pizza Gate where he went to Gracie Mansion, uh and and took a uh a couple of boxes several boxes of pizza and started flinging them over the the gate slice by slice, screaming about because now you know oh right because they were going after the pizza ovens pizza ovens yeah. Yeah, Jeremiah sent so, me a clip of him that was like a 20 minute clip that was Scott just going. I was like, well, I have to I would have to really edit that down. Exactly. Yeah, he's, he's some of them getting too long to clip. So um, anyway, apparently Scott's, you know, he's got he's he's got a lot of juice and um, he got him. He got a He got a, a missive from the mayor's office saying that he wanted to meet with him. Wow. Eric yeah. Adams. Eric Adams. Scott he did. Uh, Scott did one of his videos in his car saying how he got a message from from uh the mayor saying he'd like to meet with him and find out whatever because i guess scott's he's got a pretty big audience you know um and so i was i'm a little worried that that somehow he hasn't been sort of uh blinded by celebrity and and cooled his jets i i hope that hasn't happened i hope scott comes roaring back so well, well it's it's interesting because you have to be able to do that separation and i would think scott would be able to from just knowing what we know about his attitude yes because it's possible to have communications and have Mm -hmm. conversations with people on the other side it's just a question then you know if you would buy into the hey we're doing everything we can let me show you why and right it's like i get it i mean Mm -hmm. i've talked about the fact that the guy that gave obama his first job here in chicago sat behind us at the Sox games for years and was a really, really, really nice guy. Mm-hmm. And 
would have conversations and he was one of the few people that were on the left that would listen to what people said, would have conversations. And he knew he wasn't going to win everybody else over. The conversations rarely got heated. And the, the one conversation that did get heated between him and my buddy, Tom, who passed away a few years ago, the next day, this guy showed up with a box of cigars for Tom to be like, okay, we got a little too. Really? Yeah. Pretty Which I thought was nice. Yeah. But it's like, you ever, it's no, we get it. People are passionate about their viewpoints. Sure. And you can think something and I can think something and they could be totally the opposite. But if you can't have a conversation, then mm-hmm. you've kind of lost. So I'd be kind of curious with somebody like Scott, if he was called in and the mayor yeah. was nice to him just to begin right. with, you know, it's like, even if you still totally disagree, it's like, you know, Hey, but we're, you know, give me some time. Give me a few months. We're going to fix this. Mm-hmm. we've got ideas now that scott made that announcement probably i'm going to say two to three weeks ago so maybe that just hasn't come up on uh, his uh his mail mail calendar or you know or maybe maybe at punk maybe maybe somebody faked him out. i don't know we'll find out would be interesting yeah it would be interesting now you've got a couple of kamala clips oh this will be good yeah, well, one is Kam- Kamala and the other is another uh, douchebag governor, um, uh, Phil Murphy of New Jersey. And they're very short clips, but you can have a listen. Extremists here in Florida. Pass a law, don't say gay. Trying to instill fear in our teachers that they should not live their full life and love who they love. Okay, well, that's a lie. It's all lies. There's never anything about don't say gay. There's never anything meant to intimidate teachers. It's incredible. Just the lies she spews. It's horrific. Well, it's because they they take this stuff and they extrapolate on it, which the law, if I remember correctly, was something like, well, there should be no conversation of a sexual nature with any student under the whatever grade it was. Mm. Now, what the liberals hear there is, oh, no, but it's a gay teacher who might say she did something with her gay partner and then she'll be fired. Like, Good. no, that's not. Because because whatever your sexuality is, it's got no place in the classroom. Gay, straight, in between, whatever it is. <laughs> Shut up. It's not about you. You're there to teach. Not talk to talk about your personal sexual life, right. period. Right. Well, even your personal life at all. You should. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember yeah. any of my teachers ever Never. telling me, hey, what would I did this weekend? Right. Never. I, I couldn't even tell you. I didn't know if they were married, if they had kids. It was nothing. It was all about here's what we're covering today. Open those books. Page 78. Here's the homework. See you next time. That's right. it. There was it. Never. It just never. You're not fucking there to discuss your personal life with students. Shut the fuck up. Oh, now there's a cold opener right there. Let me tell you. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) It was better. I like the one from last week, though, or two weeks ago. That was great as well. (laughs) Ain't that a dick in the ass? Like, whoa, now that'll get your attention. That will. The line, (laughs) and actually, I'm guessing, uh, just got to boost 40,000 Satoshis from the clip custodian. So not only is he listening, is he bringing us clips? Is he going to find the Miranda Lambert clip? But he's also supporting the show. Thank you. Thank you, clip custodian. Very kind. Thank you. This is why I guess we should have been lit a long time ago. Yeah. (laughs) Now, here's another Kamala clip. 
Well, this is, this is, this is Phil Murphy. I'll give you a little context here. He was on face the nation and apparently, you know, some people are, uh, are uh, not pleased with Kamala's performance or Joey's. Right. And this guy just comes basically say, well, you, you, you can't, you can't criticize her. She's an icon. Wow. Listen to this guy. An icon? An icon. Listen. It's frankly offensive. <laughs> what? What? You can't criticize? Okay. But they, but, uh, with Trump, it was okay. With uh, Bush, it was okay. With every, every yeah. Republican, it's okay. But you can, uh, sure. Uh, she is an icon. She is an icon in the South Asian community, in the African-American community, among millions of women in this country. Um, I frankly think it's offensive. And I think at the end of the day, it's a losing strategy. OK, are the Asian women really grasping around here? Do the African-American women go, yeah, yeah, she's one of us. We're so proud. Look how smart she is. Do the women at all just are like Kamala is the best example they have? I mean, we've learned, though, from the left that the best women are men is Kamala a man no she is not <laughs> but I think if anybody polls worse than Joey it's Kamala I mean she gets terrible numbers right so like seems like nobody likes her I mean she's had the word salad moniker since day one for good reason because she can barely make a comprehensive statement although with all of that said I came down on my buddy Bill O'Reilly because he's a tech Uh-oh. Luddite, but he, he had a clip of Kamala talking about AI and he thought it was all gibberish, but it was one of the few clips I've ever heard of Kamala where I was like, oh, okay, she made sense there. Really? But I think wow. it was because he didn't understand the, you know, the tech and I doubt she did either, but she just got mm-hmm. lucky and the words fell in the right order for once, <laughs> you know, and it's like, you can't, you can't do that. I mean, yeah. this is what makes me lose a lot of uh, a lot of faith in a lot of these people. Like there was a guy that I've been following on Twitter for a while, and I don't, there's probably a few of them, but this was one of them, the gay Republican. Oh yeah, I followed him, and he posted a photo that was obviously not real of a young Barry Obama with a Michelle Obama that was altered to make her look like a man. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. And he's like, oh, is this real? It's like, you fucking know it's not real. Stop it. It makes every fucking thing you say worthless because this is the kind of stuff you do. Yes, absolutely. Stupid. And it's like, I will never understand the people that do that kind of stuff. It's like, this is not helping your case. This is not helping your side. No. But I digress. We just got a uh, another big donation, fifty dollars. Whoa! From John Muchinick. I'm probably butchering that. Hmm. Thank you, John. He says, "Hey guys, this is in honor of Dame Slamey's birthday this week, as she turns 29 for the 20th time." <laughs> wow. See now, do you want to talk about wives being mad at you if that's your like the- happy birthday, Dame Slamey? It's a wonderful thing. Yes, he's. He says yeah. she adores all that you guys do. Love is lit. Oh. Well, thank you. Thank you. So and a very happy birthday, Dame Slane. Yes. We'll have to throw some uh, rock and roll tracks together for uh, yeah. the rock and roll pre-show. Mm-hmm. See, you should have just left it at the Jack Benny line as she turned 29. And okay, you could have been cute and said she turned 29 again. That way we're all like, oh, she's 30. That's great. Nobody wants to hear the, She's going to like shoot you. 
They're 29 <laughs> for the 20th, like the 20th Whoa. time. It's like, ooh. Then we'll have grist for the next show, won't we? <laughs> it's like, you, you may want to listen <laughs> to that. Larry and Darren trigger a murder. <laughs> uh-huh. You may want to listen to that Babylon B clip again on things to do when your wife is pissed at you. Tell her she's just like her mother and uh, and give her some chocolate and everything will be fine. Yeah. This is not actual marital <laughs> advice because I don't want to be blamed for that. Yeah. But thank you. I mean, it's rare. We, but it's like, thank this you. is fun when they come in and they're like that big. I'm like, well, I'm not going to wait for the next show. No, boom. It just pops up. Wow. That's very cool. We, we have the ability to do that because unlike no agenda, we don't have thousands of these things coming in. But someday we will. This is true. And then we'll have to hire the clip custodian. We'll have Good. to, you know, Bemrose. He can, he can do the, uh, the fabulous stuff that we need done add the fabulous touch to it but kamala's an icon uh, that i'm i'm my that? brain is still trying to process that along yeah. with the yeah with the next it's donation offensive. it's offensive not to like her policies imagine that that's offensive because she's an icon well i believe it because it was <laughs> racist to not like barack obama's policies yeah and that was number one that was the for people that were around at the time if you were paying attention that is ex- exactly what you got hmm. For even a lot of the people, let's remember, like 70% of the country that voted, voted for Barack Obama. But then a lot of those people that voted for him questioned the policies and then they were racist. So they weren't racist when they voted for him. Yeah. But they dare question the policy. And now you can't question Kamala because she's a woman, she's Asian, she's black. There's a lot of reasons you can't uh, go after Kamala, huh? Really? Yeah. Jeez. I didn't know. I don't know. What do we know? Nothing because we're old white guys. <laughs> we are old. Wait a minute. I'm part Apache. Speak for yourself. Oh, that's right. You have a, you have at least a couple of percentage points in there. Yeah. Maybe less than one, I think. <laughs> Which is enough. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah. And open a casino. Hey, hey, that's, there's good money in that. <laughs> I hear. I'd be Real. down for that. <laughs> And uh, we got a couple other clips. Here's one from uh, Megan Kelly on on, oh. on on Creepy Joe. Ooh, I'm sorry, Paul, but I have to mention it. The weird nibbling of the baby the other day. What's up with that? Uh, you're you're a parent. I'm a parent. There is not a normal parent who goes over to a stranger's child and like mocks eats their upper shoulder to say hello or show affection. It's bizarre. And I realize as you get older, your behavior may change, but really what happens is you're, you lose some inhibitions. You don't lose that many inhibitions. I've known a lot of elderly politicians. They don't behave like that. Must I point out in his daughter's diary, which we're not allowed to discuss, but why, why again? Um, she says that they took inappropriate showers together when she was a child. She and Joe Biden. We don't look to have to look very far to see his string of inappropriate behavior with women. Uh, adult women, not to mention somewhat younger ones with this hair smelling. It's just, it doesn't make me feel comfortable. And if I don't feel comfortable, there's probably something wrong. I want people to dig further. They won't. It's so good to be a Biden. The press runs cover for you no matter what it is. Yeah. And he's an old white guy. Yeah. But he's a commie. You know, somebody, we were talking about that with someone else recently, uh, just past few days ago. Someone brought it up. I can't remember where. But to me, my take on it is this. You know, I mean, he's basically, he's a, he's an 81 year old marionette. You know, somebody's got their hand up his ass, making his mouth move and his head turn. And you think of the amount of handlers 
on that guy orchestrating every moment of his life. Put this on, turn this, read these notes. Really, I mean, he's, it's, it's incredible. Yet, with all that influence, all that direction, all that puppeteering, he can't stop himself from doing that kind of shit. You know they've told him thousands of times, don't go near the kids. Stay away from the kids. But he still does it. And it was beyond weird. Yes. It was not a normal thing. I mean, I agree with Megan Kelly there. This was yeah. not a normal thing yeah. to do to any child. I mean, maybe if it's your grandchild and that's, you know, something you do and you have that relationship with them. Okay. Yeah. But to a random, I mean, I'm just surprised that the mother or the father, if they were standing there, just didn't punch Joe right in the face. Really? Yeah. But he did get the, uh, he did get the Sky News treatment, too. Oh, if you got that. Let's check in with the leader of the free world. And this week, President Joe Biden met with Israeli President Isaac Herzog. And it was another high-energy affair where the commander-in-chief showed he was lucid and coherent. And uh, as I, uh, I mean, I know the audio quality is not good here, but he's just mumbling. The fuck it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, read from note cards on his Wait, rather stop. than looking yes, at yes. <laughs> Roll that again. That's just <laughs> what's he saying? Let's find out. I don't care. Uh, you just got to roll it again. It's too funny. Yes. Chief showed he was lucid and coherent. Lucid and coherent. I mean, it's great. Oh, you're killing me, Larry. <laughs> that's, that's just how good he got. I mean, that's it. Holy shit. And he was Fantastic. reading. I love that. In note cards, even note cards. And that's hey, it. on his knee. I saw that on his knee. Yeah. It looked like he was going to fall asleep. I'll tell <laughs> and you the that guy, much. the Israeli dude, man, he's looking around like, what the fuck am I doing? Is this hidden am camera? I on the right set? Uh-huh. <laughs> Is this the right Biden? I thought I was getting the alive Biden yeah, today. Right. <laughs> Somebody got me the wrong Biden. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, uh. As the New York Post noted, the president read from note cards on his lap rather than looking Herzog in the face for much of his roughly one minute of public remarks before journalists were swiftly removed from the room. And despite reading off notes, the president still struggled with city names during that brief sit down. Again, we can only be eternally grateful that President Biden has such a capable veep in the White House. This week, Kamala Harris took to the stage at Jesse Jackson's retirement ceremony. It did not go well. I said to the congressman, I didn't know he could preach like that. <laughs> so we congratulate you, Rev, on your pivot. <laughs> oh well done america you've got another 18 months of that yeah i like that well done america yeah how old is jesse jackson he's got to be about 90 wow and he's finally retiring well i mean it took a lot to make all the money he did yeah really he got his kids was it a i think it was a coca-cola distributorship that was one of these things here where uh nice you know, Jesse complained 
that there wasn't enough minority ownership or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And the next thing you know, his kids own probably didn't pay much for it. But again, I applaud him for being a capitalist and getting what he could for his kids. That was nice. Really took care of him. Yeah. But Mm. that I didn't, I, the Kamala with the ultra strong Southern accent. I haven't heard that one in a while. I didn't know you could preach like that. Like what? Where did that come from? Rev. Uh huh. (laughs) Cause nothing says uh, that you're being more respectful to the old guy than saying, what up Rev? (laughs) Well, you know, I guess it's by uh, law. We are required to to play this today. As Trump again, threatens stochastic terrorism. If he is prosecuted, he used the S word. Stochastic. What a fucking idiot. God. <laughs> this is this is the end oh, result every time we hear one of these clips from him. Yeah. It is like this. He's a moron. He really is. But he's really good at being a moron. This is true. And he looks Absolutely. right into the camera yes. and he sells yes. it. And delivers moronity. Is that a word? Yes. He does. Yes. I like that. Moronity. <laughs> You're on the clock. Midnight passed and Thursday passed into history, and with it, Trump's opportunity to testify to Smith's grand jury before Smith indicts him for possibly dozens more counts for trying to stop legitimate votes from being counted with or without violence. When did Trump try to stop legitimate votes from being counted? I don't remember one. I don't uh, don't remember that either. No. Hmm. But as I pointed out on uh, Friday, it was a late random thoughts. They're going after the 14th Amendment. That's why they're trying to get a conviction uh, so they can be like, oh, no, no, he was. Oh, yeah. Treason. Uh, no, no. Yeah. This January 6th, uh, you you can't run. You can't have an office. Hmm. Now it all makes sense why they're throwing everything into this. Sure. Sure. For defrauding the U.S., for corruptly obstructing the electoral vote count. He could do it today. He could wait. Thanks to an idiot Trump judge who just had to swing his gavel around. An idiot Trump judge. Of course, anybody that Trump dared to put into, he has to be an idiot. Um, and for, um, for Keith, Keith calling people idiots, his, uh, his little, his writing there for, for corruptly obstructing, uh, obstructions, obstruction, Keith. Yeah. <laughs> You fucking idiot. And he reads he this know how to put together sentences. Well, he really doesn't. And just like Biden, he's reading it all. So that oh, yeah. should tell you everything you need to know. Yes. We know Smith is still taking testimony, taking it from the Trump box carrier and water carrier, Will Russell, who was reportedly with Trump much of January 6th at the ellipse. And is there one way Trump could make more people know about his crimes? He demanded that Kevin McCarthy expunge the impeachments from the congressional record so the Republicans may relitigate both Trump impeachments, but probably don't have the vote to expunge. Also, expunge is not a thing. Plus, RFK Jr. reminds you he is on the record and under oath, and then he does not tell the truth. And Ron DeSantis explains how you can sue Bud Light and sue Ron DeSantis. So expunge is not a thing. I'm also not understanding that. What does that mean? Do you, do you, do you get that? Because I don't. What does that mean? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's any way to expunge anything off of yeah. the congressional record, like an impeachment. I don't know. Mm. And it really, what good would it do? We all know that it happened. So yeah, 
I mean, if anything, this would just kind of be like somebody getting a pardon, I guess, that you're like, well, we know you did it, but. Yeah. And of course, he had to take a, a parting shot at uh, Bobby the K. Right. He, Bobby is making them shit blood. He really is. And I'm loving it. He's immediately turned into more danger for them than Donald Trump. By far. Yeah. It's like, well, he's got the Kennedy name. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued by his melody with the voice because i think it it would either make him really much easier for an ai to do his voice or much more difficult i'm guessing much more difficult that's a great question csp what do you say Uh uh-huh would it be much Mm. harder to try to reproduce that in a way that sounds like him Mm. it is a very unique uh case and i'd be curious now that people are using donald trump the the DeSantis folk yeah. used the Donald Trump voice hobbled together from a couple of tweets and they used that in a video ad. Mm. This is again, concerning stuff because that I don't think is right. Putting it up on the screen and saying he said that in a tweet, that's fair game. Making an AI say the words that you don't have the actual person speaking on audio yeah. is a different thing. Because context means a lot. I mean, I pointed out, it must have been on uh, Unrelenting or Grumpy Old Ben's, but I made the case that said, you know, even with just audio clipping, if you miss out on the context, I could say something like, you know, and Democrats think Joe Biden's the greatest fucking president ever. And if you take out the, and Democrats think, and just clip me saying, Joe Biden's the best fucking president ever, well, that means a you know, yeah, our friendship is over. Right. <laughs> the, the, the things have changed very quickly. But if you just miss a few words, if you miss the context, this is why it's very dangerous to be. And I'm sure a lot of people are like, well, Donald Trump typed those words into Twitter. What's the big deal? It's like, it is a big deal. Sure. Yeah. It is a big deal yeah. because you got to know the context surrounding it. Uh, see Brooklyn coming in with another 10,000 Satoshi saying rage on. Uh, that's what we're doing right here. See Brooklyn. Thank we're you. Doing it. See it. Thank you. See Brooklyn. We don't need any. We, well, we need very little uh, encouragement to continue to rage. I think, especially when we've had a, a week off. You know, exactly. A lot, of up, a lot of pent up rage here. Exactly. Yeah. And got the, uh, you said, got the, uh, the root canal redo. And I will have to put a letter together. If there's any lawyers out there, any uh, experts in this uh, field, I'd like to know because the entodontist is like, well, you know, some dentists will pay because, you know, they can show them the records that it's a tooth. They just did a root canal on and obviously it wasn't done right. So some will pay. And I guess it all just depends on whether or not the dentist is, uh, you know, dick or not a dick. Hmm. Because he's like, we called the insurance company and the insurance company is like, you know, they won't cover anything on that for like two years. It's like, but yeah, but do you just, you, the fact that you just paid out on it and the, uh, the tooth did not, the root canal did not go well. Yeah. It's like, so now you're basically paying for the same thing on the same tooth and just mm-hmm. it's, you know it's, it's like is it some kind of fraudulent because then you know the insurance mm-hmm. paid for the first one but the thing wasn't done but i'd like to know if there's a if there's a surefire method do i just need to you know send the the proper wording in a letter and then send it registered mail yeah i guess we'll see how that goes out it is a uh, 
like everything else, it is all a scam. John C. Dvorak, absolutely right. It is. He's right. And the, the lawyer thing, you know, a friend of mine um, uh, back in L.A. Um, had, uh, what the hell happened? He, he moved into a very nice home a few years ago and it was a, a newer construction. And I guess they cut some corners and there was a, a pipe exploded. <clears throat> and he was away. He was up uh, skiing or something. And he came home and he had like a foot of water in his Ooh. house. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the insurance company um, came in. Of course, they did what they always do. They started to lowball him and, you know, whatever. And he got a hold of something I'd never heard of. And God damn it, I can't remember the full phrase. It was something, it wasn't public defender, but it was public something, public negotiation. Apparently, there are guys out there, they're not really attorneys, or maybe they could be attorneys, but they do nothing but negotiate with insurance companies on behalf of the insured. Interesting. And holy shit, man. They changed their tune so fast. <laughs> and I mean, cause you know, I, my house was, was, uh, almost destroyed by the earthquake. I can remember battling some jackal adjuster who said to me, well, we're in the business of home repair, not home improvement, you know, but I right, wasn't right. finding them hard at all. They, they didn't want to make good on almost anything. They were scumbags. And this guy, my friend, holy shit. I mean, he got, it's it, like the, the entire house was rebuilt way better than it was to begin with. I mean, every fucking appliance was Wolf and Sub-Zero and holy shit, you know, marble tops or they were Formica. It was crazy. He did really well. So maybe they got something like that for a dentist, Darren. I yeah, I need to find out. Yeah. I mean, Are at least you they in were... discomfort or pain right now or what's the... Uh, no, what's it's a... getting bad. I mean, there's, the tooth above is going to need one eventually, mm. but it was sore for a few days. After they do the root canal, it's going to be sore. But the guy, I think he knows what he's doing. So at least it was good to find a, uh, yeah. you know, the endodontist that knows what he's doing. And I think there was, it was only in there for under an hour. And I think there were three Taylor Swift songs that played on the radio. So I'm pretty sure that was a good sign. God, you're such a whore for Taylor Swift. <laughs> I swear to God. I'm like, okay, really? I'm tapping along. Like, this is better. Got to listen. This is a. You know, somebody just said it was the songs weren't actually on the radio. They were just in my head, which is possible as well. That's possible. Yeah. You never know. But once that uh, whole procedure is done, I'll be much happier to be on the other side of it. There you, I'm sure. But we'll see. We'll see how the, uh, the ordeal with the dentist goes if they want to pay out anything. It's like there's no question, you know, unless you're going to say the endodontists are and the other dentist I've got are the scam artists because they have the x-rays to show. Yeah. Like we had to do the work, mm. but, uh, mm. it could be worse. It could always be worse. This is true. Now, do you know what's <laughs> coming up this week on that Larry show? Now that you've got the big, bad yeah. memo jamo, Mike back I, out the studio I, building itself out. I don't, I wish I did, but, um, last week's, if you haven't heard it, it's, uh, Larry's epic, uh, phone pranks. And I went back and sort of, uh, uh chronicled, this fantastic uh, afternoon I spent with my buddies bedeviling New York's hottest talk show host <laughs> back when I was in college. Is this yeah, like a jerky boys kind of thing? Well, you know, it's a funny thing. I, I mentioned them in the episode and um, you know, the, the jerky boys, you know, I thought they were funny, but our style was a lot more nuanced, I think. And, uh, and clever, you know, basically the jerky boys, at least what I heard of them, they, they do a, a short setup and then just unload on people. You fucking this, you know, that's not what we did. We tormented this guy by, um, um, well, you'll have to listen to the episode. And we, we actually made him lose his shit on the air. 
it was pretty funny, which is sad because I like this guy. I liked him, his, his style. I like his politics, but he was just such an easy target that we decided to uh, sort of gang up on him. And it was a lot of fun. And it's a fun episode. So, yeah, it was good go. for entertainment. People yeah. take themselves too seriously. That's the problem. Yeah. And we never got mean. There's nothing. I didn't say one thing I would regret at all. And I think, you know, if Bob was still around, he'd go, yeah, you fucking assholes. You got me. Good for you. Let's have a beer. Really? And uh, I'm not sure what or when random thoughts will be doing one on Friday. Now it feels like, oh, it's too soon, but it, we'll, we'll figure that one out as well. And so you uh, haven't figured out any clue. I'm not sure. I am not. Okay. You know, it's always something usually that's been in my craw for a few days, but since I just yeah. did one on Friday. So yeah, we need to let some things build up. Our Davis yeah, yeah. just came in yeah. with a thousand stats saying, to the best of my knowledge, in order to expunge something from the congressional record would require a two thirds vote in the house of representatives, which they don't have at this point, but I guess they could. They could, I guess. And then, okay, but really what you. good does expunging it do? Everybody knows the impeachment still happens. So yes, silly really Donald really Trump good. should lean into the impeachment because he's using exactly. the victim mentality to win this next election. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to be like, no, I take that away. No, no, no. I want that. Give me, don't, yeah. don't, don't take that away. True. You did that. Yes. They did this to me and now I need to be vindicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh so it'll be interesting to watch that one as well. It will be. <laughs> it's all, it's all good. It's all interesting. That's for damn sure. It is definitely all rage inducing, which is why you need to join us here next week on Monday, 1 PM central for another tour leaving around planet rage. Mm-hmm. Until then I am Darren O'Neill and he is the one and only Batman. No, that was your Larry Blinder. <laughs> the rifleman. Yeah, it's the rifleman. Exactly. <laughs> and we will see you soon. Thanks, gang. And if I could hit the right button, we'd have Fletcher again. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world going to shit.